Welcome everyone to our International Coffee Break podcast, focusing today on the very topical issue of hybrid working. I'm Olivia Sinfield, I'm a partner in our UK employment team and I'm leading our work with clients on all things future of work related. And I'm absolutely delighted to be joined today by my colleague Anke Freckmann, a partner from our German office and co-chair of our international employment group. A very warm welcome to you Anke. So what we are hoping to do today is to give you a flavour of what's happening both in the UK and in Germany in relation to workforce planning, as most businesses reconsider, adapt and in some cases completely reinvent and reimagine the way their people work. So I think a really useful starting point is for us to compare and contrast general trends in both jurisdictions. In the UK, most of our clients don't anticipate there being a return to that 100% in-person model and rustling employees fully out of their homes in the very near future. And this is because of the real shift we've seen in positive attitudes around remote working, because of the clear benefits in respect of performance, productivity and work-life balance, as well as those changes in workforce expectations. So we've seen some businesses in the press make really quick announcements regarding a move to a permanent, fully remote work from anywhere model. But these remain at the moment more as outliers, with most businesses we're talking to favouring a move towards a hybrid blended working model, trying to very much retain the best elements of remote and in-person working. Now, how this looks varies from business to business as different drivers personal to each client uh, influence their approach. But many businesses we're speaking to seem to be looking to moving towards flexibility around a couple of days a week working from home up to about a 50-50 time split. So, Anka, that's the uh, general position in the UK. Does that reflect trends in Germany or are you seeing something different? No, absolutely, Olivia. Clients acknowledge that hybrid working models are now part of the new world of work. A client recently said to me, this is a new normal, the new reality. And I think this is a very perfect description. Depending on the industry and the type of business we are seeing as well, a move towards 50-50 or 40-60 split for time working at home and in the office, but we have seen as well complete shutdown and only working from home. With the pandemic, a lot of companies arranged home offices irrespective of the fact whether there have been implemented legal basis for this. Companies realize now that hybrid working home office was not an intermediate, but rather a permanent model. And this is now part of the new reality. The target is now to set up the legal contracts, works council agreements, policy complying with all legal requirements and implement them in the organization. But I would like to indicate one thing. There are still as well business areas like production or hospitals where personal presence was and will be key and hybrid working is not possible. For these areas, nothing really has changed except perhaps new and different health and safety regulations apply and a different working time model applies as well. For instance, longer breaks between shift changes so that the employees do not meet when changing shifts. 
That's really interesting, Anka. Thank you. And I'd completely agree. I think our understanding of this idea of the, the normal you refer to um, has already evolved and changed. And um, we're likely to see more evolution and change on that front going forwards. Um, just moving on and looking at timings and what stage businesses are at in terms of their rollout programmes. So in the UK, some of our uh, clients have already started rolling out their longer term hybrid working models to employees. Um, some others are proposing introducing pilot schemes um, to enable tweaks to be made before full implementation. And then others are in the process at the moment of consulting with their staff and drawing up their future working parameters. So are still yet to declare where they are or what their future future plans will be. So is that position similar in Germany, Anka, or are your clients at a different stage in their hybrid working journeys? In the main, it's the same. The majority of clients have already rolled out or in the process to do so or are planning to do so in the next future. Yeah, so very, pretty similar really there. Absolutely, uh, yeah. Um, okay, thanks for that. And um, turning now to look at some of the key issues which uh, we're both talking to clients about at the moment. Um, it's clear that this really rapid transition we're seeing to hybrid working models resulting from the pandemic um, has exposed and is exposing our clients to new risks, which um, are threatening the bottom line if they're not addressed. Um, and particularly as clients seek to embed these new working models on a longer time permanent basis. So just to outline some of the key issues we're advising on in the UK, um, we're looking at managing performance, grievances and disciplinary matters with employees working remotely. Um, we're talking about heightened risk profile around data protection with cyber security issues very much being top of the agenda. Protection of intellectual property and confidential information and preventing unfair business competition is another hot topic. And then on the people side, the inevitable challenges with ensuring the physical health and safety of employees. And also, and really importantly, there's a really big piece around mental well-being, with stress and anxiety being a particular challenge, um, with, as we know, many employees having experienced personal challenges unique to them um, alongside working during, during a pandemic. We've also seen a number of employees essentially move overseas or telecommute to work from their chosen destination um, of choice or their place in the sun. And we've seen this causing some real headaches from a legal and a practical perspective, uh, particularly where those arrangements have only come to light sometime down the line. So that's where we are in the UK. Um, Anka, back to you in terms of um, what issues stand out as being particularly pressing for your clients with businesses in Germany? Yeah, sure. Um, first of all, I want to stress that COVID was also an accelerator for digitalization in Germany and therefore the reason for the very rapid transition to hybrid working models. The key issues you just mentioned, Olivia, uh, from the a UK perspective are in the main the same in Germany and I think as well perhaps in other jurisdictions because they are typical side effects to the hybrid working model and working from home like managing performance. But please um, let me highlight the following um, key aspects from, um, from a German perspective in addition. 
First of all, agreement of hybrid working models with each employee in order to safeguard um, legal requirements and just to name protecting confidential information, comply with health and safety regulation of employees and also their mental well-being. Secondly, new retail strategy, which means closing down offices, change of the use of office like flexible desk and clean desk, and as well change of travel and car policies. Thirdly, change of the world of work and how the employees work together. That means introduction of agile working like Scrum or Matrix organization. And fourthly, staff restructuring, which, which means reduction of positions not longer required and creating new positions requiring new skill sets. And when in Germany you have a works council in this very work, you want to implement that, you need as well to agree on a works council agreement. And that's uh, one uh, distinction, I think, Anka, isn't it? Yeah, In the UK, we, we obviously don't need to grapple with the uh, Works Council piece, which I can imagine adds an extra layer of um, issues and things to think about. Yeah, that's right. Um, so just, Anka, just to tell you about one emerging pattern um, we're seeing in the UK, and this is around um, an increase in the number of flexible working requests. We're seeing some employees wanting to establish now a permanent flexible a working arrangement, um, sometimes in advance of firm-wide decisions having been made, um, or where they're looking for flexibility beyond that, which is being permitted under any hybrid working framework. And we're seeing that it can be quite tricky for businesses dealing with these sorts of um, often multiple requests now, where in the UK we have a very specific process to follow and deadline for response. Um, and where it's tricky is when any decision needs to very much work within the wider context of what the business is proposing to do in respect of workforce modelling. We're seeing when faced with multiple requests, employers very much adopting the approach of trying to sometimes identify which requests are likely to result in discrimination claims um, when deciding which ones to reject or accept. I should just say that businesses need to be really wary of this approach as UK employment tribunals have um, in some cases found direct sex discrimination in situations where a request for flexible working by a man was rejected but it would have been granted or at the very least seriously considered for a woman. Um, another issue linked to that one that we see cropping up is employees who have been given temporary working arrangements during the pandemic that may not previously have been allowed. So, for example, working whilst looking after their children. And this may not be a sustainable permanent change. And therefore, these employees are now employers, sorry, are now having to ensure that employees are clearly defining time for their work, personal commitments, and caring responsibilities. And these sometimes are really difficult and sensitive conversations to have. So, Anka, I'm just interested in asking you whether um, you're seeing employees starting to make similar re requests for ongoing flexibility outside of any hybrid working announcements, or is the legal framework here different in Germany? 
Um, I personally have not seen that yet, but that doesn't mean that it's not in, in the existence. Um, perhaps um, the UK sets again a, a trend um, to, to this changing world, but I personally have not seen that yet, but perhaps it's it will come up. Yes, it's it's probably something that'll be interesting for us to revisit further down the line when we see how this has all evolved and worked yeah, in practice. Absolutely. Yeah. OK, so just moving on, um, I think it'll be interesting for us to look at more specifically at some of the key challenges for employers, though so there are three in particular um, I'd just like to talk to you about. Um, one of the key issues we've been talking to clients about Anchor is how they ensure the protection of confidential information in remote working environments, particularly given uh, really strict GDPR requirements around data security and safety. Um, so, of course, in office environments, the protection of data is it's much more straightforward where employers don't have to think about children, nannies, cleaners or flat shares um, in homes who could potentially gain access to confidential information. So we've been talking to clients about and advising on the importance of having really clear written rules and guidance in place around data security and very much revisiting and updating these if what they already have was written with in-person working in mind. So we're looking at including things like, for example, and it may sound really obvious, but keeping hard copy documentation relating to the business under lock and key at all times, except when it's in use and very much focusing on setting out expected human behaviours in respect of having really good data hygiene. Um, and we've been looking at incorporating these rules into contracts of employment, whereby remote workers sign to indicate that they've read, understood, and of course, most importantly, agreed to them. And we're also seeing employers becoming much more alert to the fact that the disposal of confidential information, particularly now some months on in bulk, is a lot more difficult when employees are working at home. And therefore, we're starting to see some clients organise the collection of this information from employees' homes for proper disposal. So, Anka, those are some of the measures we're seeing um, being put in place in the UK. What measures are you seeing clients take to address data security concerns? The protection of confidential information, particularly given the strict requirements under the GDPR, should be agreed in the home workers contract. And if there is a works council, this has to be agreed um, in the respective works council agreement as well. All details to that, like how to safeguard confidential information at home, etc., what you just mentioned, Olivia, is laid down in the Home Workers Contract and Works Council um, agreement when you have a Works Council. And in addition, we advise as well to train the employees on these kind of is issues um, by, the, by presentation and they should be required uh, to sign to in, to sign to indicate that they have read understood and agreed to to that and the the more spef specific clients are the better 
Absolutely. And the, the position's very much the same here, except Absolutely. for, of course, the, the works council piece. Yeah. <laughs> um, so another issue we're looking at is uh, hybrid working models are requiring a, a revisit and a, a revised approach to how businesses deal with performance man management issues um, and actually come to that, how they deal with any internal processes, which, again, will have developed over time to accommodate more of an in-person or in-office working model. So it's, it's really important here to remember that performance management of staff who work from home has to be consistent with that of office staff. So accommodation may need to be made to existing criteria and in processes to ensure that there is in place a level and equal playing field. And um, bottom line is employees need to make sure that the same opportunities are given to all regardless of location. The sorts of things we're talking about as well are when and if a performance problem has been identified, employers also giving thought to the potential impact of the pandemic on employees' performance, um, whether it's been impacted, say, by homeschooling, mental well-being issues or other extra pressures caused by lockdown or the pandemic more generally. And everybody's experience is going to be di different. Considerations also going to need to be given on how to monitor performance remotely. Um, employers being performance managed remotely are much more likely to feel anxious and managers may need to put in place more regular catch-ups and support mechanisms to ensure that employee well-being is supported. And there's a lot of thought um, being put in place at the moment in um, by employers as to how best they do this. So, Anka, how are you advising clients to deal with existing and new performance issues where employees are still based at home and working remotely? Mm -hmm. Hybrid working is a new way to work together, uh, requiring as well another skill set, way to give instructions, work together and supervise work. People leading teams and, um, and people um, should be aware of this and should as well, especially um, uh, know the, the negative side effects you already mentioned, Olivia. Yeah. Certain training often helps to train the different skill sets of supervising, and that creates awareness, which I think is very important at the moment. And um, when already having implemented a certain low performer process within um, a client's organization, it's highly advisable to review this process, whether that still fits to the new way to work hybrid together, to work um, from home together. And this process should be adapted to the new way to work together. I very much like, Anka, the expression hybrid together, and I think that's what I'm going to adopt going forwards as well. That is my new creation. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for sharing. <laughs> Um, so, Anka, the, the final um, issue I'd like to touch on today is how to deal with presenteeism with hybrid working employees. Um, so we know that employers have a real responsibility to look after the mental well-being of their staff and that a culture of presenteeism or virtual presenteeism can be really detrimental to employee well-being. Um, where managers have entrenched attitudes that the number of hours worked or spent online is the main measure 
measure of productivity and effectiveness. We've seen that employees are more likely to experience stress and anxiety and performance may be impacted. So it's therefore really important for managers to measure performance through other measures and to establish a healthy culture where employees can take breaks and are able to finish work at appropriate times. And managers are also going to need to build into their conversations with employees time to discuss mental well-being and to take steps to help where necessary. We're also aware and talking to clients about another form of presenteeism that can cause problems um, around sick presenteeism. So with so many people working from home, employees we've seen may feel more inclined to try and prove their worth, if you like, and productivity levels by continuing to try and work when they're unwell. And research over the last 12 months has really highlighted that people who regularly work from home do indeed continue to work despite being ill and are taking fewer sick days off than office-based staff. And working from home, of course, makes it harder for managers to see when employees are ill. So they are less likely to step in and tell people when to take uh, sick leave. Uh, at the end of the day, if they only see people on teams, you don't see the real person. So that makes it all the more important to stress that where an employee usually works isn't important. If they're unwell, they shouldn't be working. Um, Anka, this sort of new issue around presenteeism, is this also a challenge for your clients? And if so, how are you advising them to tackle it? It is. I think presenteeism is indeed a challenge for our clients and everybody leading teams and people. Being close to your team, know what they have on their desk, staying in touch with them, I think it's very important. What I hear more and more from clients is that people do not take their holiday and have built up high vacation stocks since last year when the pandemic started. Leaders should try that all their team members take their holiday and that they do not work during their holiday. Only that safeguards, uh, safeguards really recovery during vacation. We've seen the same issue here as well, Anka. It's just very tempting, isn't it, when yeah. you've taken holiday, that holiday has been spent at home in your kitchen, in your lounge or in your back garden to still log on and uh, check what's happening um, in, in the office. So, um, yes, we, 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 we experienced the same. Um, so, Anka, that brings us to the end of this session. Uh, thank you so much for joining me today. There's certainly lots to think and talk about um, around the issue of hybrid working. I think we've just touched on the surface in this conversation uh, today. Maybe we can get together further down the line to see how this has all played out uh, for both the UK and Germany. Um, to our listeners, thank you ever so much for joining. If you would like to learn more about the employment tax, data protection, health and safety, to name but a few considerations of hybrid working, we'll shortly be launching a series of hybrid working podcasts, doing a deeper dive into each of these issues in more detail and featuring some guest speakers, but no spoilers just yet. We're also holding a webinar on hybrid working in June where some of our contacts will be sharing their own practical experiences of implementing different hybrid working models. So that's set to be a really interesting and exciting session. So please do join us again for these. So thank you again for joining. Anka, thank you ever so much.